Welcome to this week's podcast. This week we're joined by John Leake um, from SciTech Daresbury. So John has been there since 2006 with responsibility for attracting and supporting companies on site and developing strategic partnerships. The campus is now one of the UK's leading national research and innovation hubs and is home to around 150 technology companies, including IBM, Perfectus Biomed and Hitachi High Technologies Europe. Alongside his role at SciTech Daresbury, John also sits on the Cheshire and Warrington LEP Science Innovation Strategy Board and other investment boards. Welcome, John. Hi, Anna. How are you doing? Great. So before we go in with the hard-hitting questions, let's find out a little bit more about you. So what have been your career highlights? Uh, um, question. Um, I suppose my background was a, a technical background. I was a, I studied chemical engineering at university, but I'd always had an interest in business and developing businesses. And, and in fact, actually straight after uh, uh, graduating, I actually spent a year out running a students, our students' union building. This was at the University of Birmingham, uh, which was a great experience in terms of essentially managing what was then a sort of business turning over a million pounds. And, and how do you kind of take that modernize it, uh, change the image, we developed a whole sort of new brand uh, for, uh, for the, the, the Students' Union and actually tackling parts of the business that were loss making and bringing in third party partners to actually sort of turn that around and, and generate profit. So that was like a fantastic experience all uh, in, in, in a year. And I kind of moved on to time then when I went to work for Unilever. Uh, and looking at parts of Unilever's chemicals business. I had, um, I think, probably one of the world's best jobs, which was selling to the brewing industry in North America. Mm -hmm. I reckon it's probably the only uh, job where you get to do your market research in the bar. <laughs> but that taught me a lot about key account management. We, I, I was kind of parachuted in. We'd have major problems, had fired to the, the people to the staff members there, the business was declining and it was a matter of going in and then in the sort of four years I was there, we managed to double our sales. So it was a fantastic experience in terms of, uh, of that and, and kind of then uh, helped, uh, put me in good stead when I came back and managed one of our global business units, Unilever is a major global client. So again, a lot about how do you manage complex organizations across multiple sites and geographies uh, in order to achieve business success. Uh, and then I moved to Darsbury, that was my midlife crisis, uh, and decided I wanted to go and do something different. And at SciTech Darsbury, there was this fantastic opportunity to create something that would be really significant, could be a sort of lasting legacy uh, in the northwest of England. And I suppose my, if I look at the sort of successes there, I mean, particularly uh, pleased about where we were voted most successful science park in 2009, that was only sort of three years after we had been going and sort of recognized by our peers in terms of the work that we were doing, our focus on collaboration and open innovation as the, as the sort of foundations for what SciTech Dance Group was about. So I guess in a nutshell, those are kind of some of the highlights. An absolutely Brilliant. Okay, so you've worked at SciTech Dersby for a number of years and now you're on the board of directors of UK Science Park Association. So what role do science parks play in supporting and encouraging growth of science and innovation? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. And, and science parks, of course, in the UK have now been um, in existence for over 40 years for a science park down in, down in Cambridge. And I suppose there's a number of things. Part of it is actually providing a focal point, often a kind of a regional or local focal point that is an effective hub and, and network that brings together tech companies, but actually with 
the whole sort of ecosystem as people talk about the support organizations universities corporates who are looking to engage with innovative technology companies and investors and so on and often there just needs to be a kind of physical focal point that enables that to happen so that that's where science parks play a very important role in terms of actually facilitating that uh, across a wider geography i think more specifically it also helps it provides this environment where tech entrepreneurs get to rub shoulders together that you know they they're in a, a sort of very close environment often an environment which is very open and very collaborative so there's great opportunities to share ideas first time entrepreneurs can sit down and have a coffee with a serial entrepreneur to help help them sort of tackle some of the issues that they're facing that actually that serial entrepreneur has been through many many times before and get the benefits of their experience and their wisdom and so much of that is kind of guided and facilitated by the managers the management team at the science park so you know over the sort of 15 years i've been here at scitech derby you often find that you've been you know the friend uh, the business partner the advisor and sometimes the agony aunt and the shoulder to cry on uh, for for entrepreneurs as they're going through often what is a very tough and sometimes quite a lonely journey and i think probably the, the final part is you know with science parks where often you've got technology companies and i say a wider environment for us here at scitech darnsbury that's keying into uh, the the expertise that sits within the science and technology facilities council and their their darnsbury laboratory facility and the Hartree center that's here often you get this uh, opportunity to cross fertilize ideas technologies and innovations uh, across different sectors uh, and what is you know well established you know in the biomedical sector suddenly creates a new opportunity a new innovation new solution into maybe sort of the, the clean technology sector for example yeah it is, um, that, that sounds great they clearly have a, a really important role to play um, for businesses large and small so what would you say are the key drivers for investment into the city region science and tech business facilities? In terms of, I think for the Liverpool city region, it, it, it's got to be about creating centres of excellence and expertise that, that help support a thriving startup economy. And, and you know, it, it's interesting, certainly in the, the, the sort of current pandemic where, you know, there's obviously major concerns about you know, high levels of unemployment as some sectors you know, struggle and will continue to struggle for some time to come and, and the, the, the threat then in terms of people's jobs and livelihoods. And therefore that's definitely got to be translating into terms of how we support a strong scale of economy. We take those companies that have got the opportunities to uh, accelerate their growth both nationally and internationally um, and obviously providing sustainable high value jobs and then also the knock-on benefits in terms of local supply chains to support those scale-up companies as well um, so that's got to be then i think about how um, we we help catalyze some of that activity to take advantage of those growth sectors and uh, scale-up companies um, and sometimes that can that can take uh, you know Quite, quite a few years. You know, if I look at our experience with Scitech Darsbury, a significant amount of investment was put in back in uh, uh, sort of 2005, 2006. And it's taken that sort of 15 years where we've seen now uh, the site's grown to 150 companies and around 1,500 people on the site from uh, the early days of maybe 300 or 400. But also actually what we're seeing is that with some companies that it's taken maybe a five to ten year journey before those companies really start to accelerate growth. So 
I think supporting those scale-up companies is going to be um, increasingly important in terms of how um, you know, city regions can put some very specific targeted investment and support and expertise. I think also just to add to that, it's interesting from my experience within the UK Science Park Association that there's increased interest now from the private sector in terms of investing in the development of science parks and incubators. You know, Langtree came on board as a private sector partner at SciTech Darsbury 10 years ago. Uh, we've seen the likes, for example, of Brugwood uh, getting involved with Scientech and the development of the Knowledge Quarter as well. And, and they've seen that because actually uh, that science parks and incubators and the companies that sit within them are probably much more resilient to survive through times of recession. And often, uh, as we're seeing now and have certainly seen historically, that there are companies that see very significant accelerated growth coming through uh, recessions and the sales who are in a particularly unusual one at the moment. Yeah, okay. So what is life like at SciTech Desbury and what do people love about the campus? Brilliant. Um, uh, I think part of it, part of why you know, I get excited about coming into work is that first of all, it's a very open community. We use the word campus, we use the word community because actually that's the nature of the type, the organization, but more importantly, the people that come to work at SciTech Darsbury. They are um, innovative in what they do and they are very much collaborative in their outlook. They're looking for partnerships um, with people around them. And we see that through the events we do, we, through, we see that in terms of the types of companies that want to come and locate their business here, whether those are local businesses or international companies. I think it's also, and I remember an article back, um, I think it was in the, the Times many years ago, where they were talking about, you know, is Darsbury the smartest village in the UK? Because actually there are a lot of smart people here. You know, a high proportion of people will, you know, have, um, you know, d degree level, masters, PhDs, and covering a whole variety of uh, areas from AI and data analytics through to people who are experts around material characterization, Internet of Things uh, and through the likes of STFC in terms of experts in cryogenics and particle accelerator technology um, and organizations who are working with uh, you know some of the top institutes from around the world. Um, and alongside that actually we have you know some really smart experienced entrepreneurs you know people who are extremely adept at identifying market opportunities and then creating uh, successful uh, solutions and then ultimately companies to exploit those market opportunities and that's what makes it just a really interesting and exciting place to actually come and work in that there's always something new going on um, uh, and it is continually evolving as the world of technology uh, and innovation uh, is continually changing as well oh, absolutely sounds like a great place to be so can you tell us more about the types of companies that are based at SciTech Desbury? Uh, yeah, I suppose the, the one thing you'd say is that in a nutshell, uh, there is no kind of like standard SciTech Darsbury company. They are incredibly diverse. Um, companies, you know, coming across three main sectors, I guess, for us um, around advanced engineering and materials. And particularly, we've seen a massive growth in, in recent times around industry 4.0 technologies novel materials 
I'm sure we're going to see many more companies um, uh, locating onto the campus in those areas. Uh, secondly, is around biomedical and healthcare, which you're mm -hmm. very familiar with, Hannah, and say mm -hmm. for us is, is specifically around medtech and digital health. Uh, and we're seeing some you know, strong growth in both of those areas, you know, supported by the health tech cluster uh, that Phil Carvel leads on. And thirdly, again, not surprising, is, is digital. We live increasingly in a digital world. So we're seeing a whole cluster of uh, digital companies on the site here, and particularly in areas like AI, data analytics, and I suspect also we might see a little bit more activity around things like blockchain uh, in mm -hmm. the future as well. And for us, we've kind of, we're on a journey here where we've, we've worked with companies in the early days that were predominantly small companies, very early stage and startup businesses. Um, but now many of those have, have grown up. They are very successful international scale up companies. Some of them have been acquired. Some of them have been in the process of acquiring, been acquired. Some of them actually are going and acquiring and, and uh, merging with companies around the world. Spymed, for example, yeah, very recently uh, uh, set up a new uh, merger with a, a, a US company to expand their activities into, into that region. Um, uh, and of course, we're seeing increased activity by uh, corporates like IBM, uh, Hitachi and Crowder that you mentioned earlier. And in many cases, they're looking to kind of specifically locate onto the campus because of accessing some of the high level facilities and expertise that sits within facilities like the Hartree Center and all the work that they're doing with, uh, around uh, AI and data analytics. So our whole philosophy is around home for life. We kind of want to do the whole journey with companies that we can help but support them when they're very small and at a uh, very early stage uh, and dealing with all the challenges about maybe getting investment into the business. How do they get to market? Uh, perhaps finding some of the sort of key um, positions that they need on the board that company all the way through to now some really exciting times where we're seeing some of our, a very strong cluster of uh, companies who are now very much into that scale-up phase and with the challenges about international expansion bringing in um, new positions and new seats onto the board to deal with uh, uh, the new challenges that they're facing as they're as going to that expansion plus all of the exciting uh, challenges that they've got about getting uh, a strong talent pool to help mm -hmm. drive that growth as well. Yeah. Okay, so can you give us a, a roundup of what's been happening on campus during COVID-19? Yeah, I suppose, um, I mean, obviously we went into kind of the whole sort of uh, process of, of lockdown. Uh, many people uh, moved to work from home. Interestingly, at SciTech Data, we had actually quite a core of companies who, who never went to work from home. We've got a number of companies, mentioned Perfectus Biomed, but also Marcus Biotechnology and Chemical Intelligence, who continue to operate their labs through this time because actually they were playing some really important roles in helping the UK meet the COVID-19 challenge, particularly around testing and, and treatment. So those companies just continue to operate uh, throughout lockdown. Uh, when the government changed the guidelines back in, in May, we were kind of already on the ball in terms of having our buildings uh, set up to adhere to those government guidelines. So we've been doing that since the middle of May. So what's that, three months ago? Mm -hmm. uh, with all of the necessary PPE in place, hand sanitizers, um, one-way systems, uh, and, and controlling 
the way people are using some of the common facilities to ensure appropriate social distancing and so on. So we've now started to see companies uh, coming back in some cases on a, a sort of a rotational basis as they bring certain teams back on certain days and other teams on others. And I think, yeah, I'd expect to see that increase further come September, assuming of course that the, uh, the schools uh, are back in and obviously people aren't juggling um, childcare and homeschooling responsibilities as many of them have been uh, over the last few months before the summer holidays. So um, it's interesting that, you know, even during this time, we've seen uh, new companies come and locate onto the site, G2O, Water Technologies, actually moved in on site uh, over the lockdown period. Uh, and we've seen many companies actually are uh, in the process of expanding because actually um, they've been recruiting um, as part of their sort of growth plans, in some cases, which have been accelerated on the back of um, the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. Great. So would you say you've seen an increase in innovations responding to COVID-19? I know you've touched on a couple there. Yeah, I think there has because obviously many verticals are having to kind of reinvent what they are doing and how they do it. And particularly obviously looking to take on board digital technologies and solutions uh, to enable them to do that. So we're certainly seeing kind of people, you know, in some cases it may not necessarily about kind of you know, completely new innovation, but actually kind of repurposing and modifying and tweaking uh, technology and solutions that they've developed for one sector, one application and repurposing it for a new one. Uh, and in other cases, we've seen innovation that has been there and it's just been waiting for the right opportunity. A great example is a company called BioAMD on the, the campus here. And they've actually set up a new company to exploit their digital strip reading technologies for a medical technology application you'll be fairly familiar with, Hannah. But actually in the advent of COVID-19 testing applications, in particular the, the need to actually have a more uh, accessible COVID-19 test that can be used by you know, the mass population, the mass market. Yeah. They've got some very specific technology that can meet that and, and, and meet the, the, the technical challenges, uh, but also actually at the appropriate price point. So they've had that technology. It's been there for uh, a, a year or two now, but actually have seen um, uh, a real increase in interest internationally in that technology in terms of meeting that specific uh, need uh, in the COVID-19 pandemic. Brilliant. Okay, so how do you see the role of SciTech Daresbury in impacting the city region recovery plans and the growth of science and tech into the city region? I'm touched on um, scale of companies are going to be important yeah. um, in terms of driving that growth. And obviously it's interesting, you know, in recent times, the, the um, Growth Platform Combined Authority launched the Future Innovation Fund. And obviously a lot of that was really focused on providing funding to companies to help them in terms of commercialization of solutions that can then drive growth. And, and obviously with a very strong focus around scale of companies and potential scale of companies. So I think they're gonna be extremely important to the city region and the city region economy uh, in coming months and years. And obviously our role then is, is about um, what can we do to um, uh, help support those scale-up companies, both the ones that are located on our campus, but the ones that are connected to us through our, our SATIC Tarsby network. Mm -hmm. uh, and often that's then about helping them find the talent, um, 
which may well be, particularly in some areas, a very significant challenge going forward. Uh, some of the strategic partnerships that they will need, particularly those companies got platform technologies and, and need to exploit it across multiple verticals. Uh, and undoubtedly, there are also funding challenges that uh, scale companies will be looking at. So I think that's kind of one area that we can play a very significant part. Um, I think secondly also is about how, um, you know, a national facility like SciTech Darsbury can help attract national investment into some of the key technology facilities uh, on the site that can actually benefit uh, the wider regional economy. So a great example for that is the Hartree Centre. I mentioned it's a um, part of the Science and Technology Facilities Council, UK Research Council that's located at SciTech Darsbury. Uh, and part of a collaboration with organisations like IBM Research, we've got a strategic laboratory based on the side here, uh, and collaborations with other organisations like Atos, Intel, and even the University of Liverpool through their virtual engineering centre. And I think the final part, part which you know, I have to say, interestingly, even through COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic hasn't really slowed down, is about attracting international companies. Uh, and again, we kind of see SciTech Darsbury as a really important product, if you like, that the city region can take out and use as a means of attracting the types of international companies that they want to come and get set up here at, uh, uh, within the city region. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what do you see as the city region's greatest challenges in achieving goal these goals? I think, obviously, there are certain sectors which are... are key to, to the city region, like retail, hospitality and tourism that are clearly quite vulnerable during the, the pandemic. They you have know, been hit very hard over the last few months and, and probably even looking to the future, you know, there's a high level of uncertainty in terms of how they will effectively come out of lockdown. So I think that's, you know, those sectors in particular, you know, that need to have a, a a strong focus in terms of what can the city region do to uh, at best minimize the negative impact of the, the pandemic on those sectors and the businesses and, and people working in those sectors. Um, I think also that there's clearly a massive opportunity and we've seen it already Hannah you know you'll, you'll be familiar with this in terms of what's happening within the, the life sciences sectors that there's a you know massive investment both from government and private sector investment going into the life sciences sectors because there's a, an urgent requirement for a variety of testing, treatment solutions, new vaccines, uh, new digital health solutions. Mm -hmm. um, so there's an important opportunity that actually the city region needs to capitalize on that to make sure that we've got, um, that we're supporting the businesses that have got massive opportunities to grow. It, um, uh, within that particular sector. And again, it was great to see that, um, you know, I think four or five of the 14 companies that were funded through the Future Innovation Fund were in the life sciences sector. Um, certainly in the areas like digital health that we've got the digital skills that we need. Um, and that's going to be, say, particularly important, you know, for the digital health companies, but actually for, you know, high growth scale up companies that require digital skills in other areas as well. And Probably thirdly is then around funding uh, and whether that's about a mix of grant funding but also equity investment and debt funding that can come into the business into those businesses to help fulfill their, their growth potential. Um, 
And I suppose the final part, which again we've seen an, an, an upsurge in requirements, has been a, around specialist lab facilities, particularly class two, class three lab facilities. So I guess as a city region is actually, if we want to kind of support those companies that are growing, but also attract companies that actually see opportunities within the UK market, then we've also got to make sure that we've got the right sorts of facilities um, that uh, can support those companies. So, um, and I say particularly in recent times, there's, there's been an upsurge in demand uh, and maybe there is a limited amount of supply around lab facilities to support those companies going forward. Yeah. Okay, so what, what can we expect to see happening over the coming months on campus? Uh, well, the key thing, in fact, actually, I was delighted to see as I came into the site today that there's a lot of activity going uh, on on the site as we uh, start moving forward on our latest development, our Violet development. Uh, and this is the development of three new buildings on the site that actually meets the needs of scale-up companies on the site and, and in our near network as, uh, as they uh, continue to grow and expand, recruit more people and therefore just physically need more space. So I'm delighted to see that that uh, activity will, uh, will be continuing through the rest of this year and into next year when we expect to see those buildings completed probably around about November 2021. Okay. Heavy into discussion with uh, uh, with companies um, that are looking to um, to move into those buildings. So really delighted to see that, and that is kind of like a, almost like a final stage of our home for life philosophy. We've talked about home for life over many years, and the fact that we actually we want to be supporting companies from that very early stage when they might physically just need a hot desk or maybe a hot lab as they start to get the business up and running, but as they grow and develop that they can see how they could grow their business and have their own building at SciTech Darsbury um, and be able to do all of that journey without actually having to kind of physically, um, you know, uh, uproot the, the business and relocate it somewhere else. Can't wait. So exciting. There's so much going on. It's, um, it's, just, it's just great to see. Yeah. So are there any, can you give us any intel on any businesses or organisations that are due to take up space? Um, well, we've got, an, a, I have to say, a really exciting pipeline. As I said, you know, despite what's happening with COVID-19, we're seeing, you know, a lot of companies uh, wanting to move on to the site and a lot of companies expanding on the site as well. So obviously, once we've got kind of deals in progress, I can't say too much about that, but certainly in space, there will be more news uh, coming through uh, after the summer, I've no doubt. But in, in terms of companies that have you know, arrived over the last month. I mentioned G2O Water Technologies. Um, it's a great company in the clean technology space using graphene technology. So kind of the roots of that are very strongly in the Northwest. Um, and they're using that graphene technology as, as, a, as the name says to actually, uh, uh, as, a, as a novel way of, of water treatment. Uh, and that's a business that has relocated from the Northeast to the Northwest and set up here at, uh, at Scientific Darsby. Uh, and then Perfectus Biomed, which I've touched on a couple of times already, seeing incredible uh, growth and expansion. Um, they moved into our Tech Space One building maybe a couple of years ago and have already expanded twice um, just to kind of meet the, the demands for their growth. So, you know, those are two really exciting stories. And let's say there'll be many more coming out uh, in the autumn as well. Great. Okay. So what do you see as the greatest asset that the city region has for health and life science organisations who are considering the city region as a location to invest in? 
I say, for, I mean, first of all, I think there's a there's a great pedigree here um, in terms of its um, experience and expertise in health and life science technology. We've got great institutions, you know, like the universities, uh, Liverpool, Liverpool John Moores University, but even Edge Hill as well, doing some really mm -hmm. interesting things in in um, AR and VR technologies. Um, but I say University of Liverpool, very long-standing um, pedigree uh, around health and life science technology and, and, and innovation. And of course, we've got the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine, you know, a, a world-class institution in its own right in that particular area. And obviously that's particularly pertinent um, at this point in time. But alongside that, great companies, um, Securus, Eli Lilly, AstraZeneca, you know, have already chosen to come and locate here because actually it's a great place because of the institutions and the skills and expertise and experience that sits within that. I think Liverpool City Region has got this interesting position where it's got great capabilities and expertise from kind of development all the way through to manufacture, particularly in the areas um, uh, like, you know, drug development, biotech. Uh, activities and so on. Um, and we've got, you know, one of the strongest biomanufacturing clusters uh, in Europe is, uh, you know, located here in the city region, but supported by these you know, amazing capabilities um, in terms of R&D uh, that's located uh, right next door to it as well. But I think certainly from, from our perspective, we're also seeing about some very strong medtech activities uh, that are based here in the city region and, and we're very optimistic that we'll see further growth of that, particularly through work that we're doing through the health tech cluster that, that is based out of SciTech Tarsbury. Uh, and absolutely on the back of what's happening with uh, COVID-19, there there's going to be a, a bit of a, a revolution around digital health technologies and the uh, acceptance and absorbance of digital health technologies. And so that's got to be a massive opportunity um, for the, uh, the city region. Uh, and um, you know, great expertise uh, that sits uh, across uh, the, uh, the the region through the, the clusters, health tech cluster, the e-health cluster that's based in Liverpool. But actually, some really exciting companies that are coming out of that. Orca uh, on our side here is you know probably world leading in terms of the work that it's doing around um, uh, regulating and accrediting apps that are used within uh, the healthcare. Um, uh, sector. Mm -hmm. And I think the final part is all is going to be about skills. You know, it, it, it often in terms of driving growth for those sort of high growth uh, scale of companies, then it's going to be the challenge about can you access the right sorts of skills. And obviously, across the Northwest region, we've got some fantastic universities, um, not only in Liverpool, but obviously as we, as we go across into Manchester. And I think we're starting to see some really interesting activities that are being driven around more um, digital apprenticeship activities. We're working in partnership with an organization, Code Nation, and see actually that as a, a really important activity that can actually help support growing companies in the region. Yeah. Okay. And what do you love about working in the Liverpool City region and the health and life sciences space? I think in the city region as, as a whole, there, there is a sense of community, you know, that, that there are people who have, uh, you know, who have been born and lived and, and, and uh, grown up in the city region and have never wanted to move away, but actually that they are very accepting of 
you know, people who have moved in uh, to mm -hmm. the city region, people like myself uh, that weren't, uh, you know, brought up here, um, and very willing to work collaboratively together. And I've seen that from my own experience, you know, in the health and life science space in particular, you know, some great organizations that actually say, look, you know, we're, we're not the, the total solution. We work in collaboration with a variety of different organizations uh, in order to provide, uh, you know, a, a, uh, a much better, um, stronger um, support and expertise and experience that can be brought to the benefit of, of companies. Organizations like Health Tech Plus, I mentioned earlier, the Innovation Agency and, and part of the NHS, but very outward focusing, outward focused in terms of what they are looking to do to bring uh, innovative companies to help meet clinical needs within mm -hmm. the, the NHS. A, sort of a really important part of that. And obviously, Hannah, the work that Growth Platform does as well is in terms of bringing together different organizations, um, including ourselves. Uh, to, to be part of that solution. So that community spirit, I see very, very strong. Um, and I think also the, there is uh, a can-do attitude that actually people see a challenge and actually they want to take that challenge on board and find a solution uh, to, to, to whatever that challenge might be. And thankfully, at the end of the day also, that we're supported by actually what is truly world-class expertise and capabilities. The likes of Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine and the Hartree Centre, you'd struggle to find those types of facilities and capabilities elsewhere in the UK and even in Europe and the wider world. So we've kind of got to recognise that we've got the benefit of some, you know, world-class facilities right here on our doorstep uh, that can only be good news for the future of the health and life science sector. Brilliant. Well, thanks a lot for joining us today, John. Um, I think we've, we've had some really great insights into what goes on at, at SciTech Dersbury. I hope our listeners have enjoyed hearing about all the great things that are happening and we'll be hearing more from John as and when new developments take place at the site. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel to learn more about what's happening in Liverpool City Region's health and life science community.